Amazon is now hiring near you for the holiday season, and they're looking for team members who know that delivering important packages really matters. From boxing it up to sending it on its way, every package Amazon delivers matters to someone. Are you ready to start delivering smiles that can make someone's every day? Are you ready for benefits and flexible shifts? Immediate hourly roles are available at amazon.com slash apply. That's amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Are you ready? Let's make some noise, come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton alongside me, as always, my tag team partner, the Montez Ford of the Street Profits, one Chris <laughs> Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing? This is always air quote Saturday morning, <laughs> sir. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm still <laughs> full from Thanksgiving. Yes. I, I, I had a lot of ham and stuffing. Yes. And, and since I'm Asian, I had a lot of rice too. So I 100%. hope everyone, so I hope everyone out there had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I you know I want to say the same as well. I apologize. Last week we always get confused because we tape these shows and they air later. And last week I thought we were going to have another show before Thanksgiving, but we didn't. So we w- we should have wished you Thanksgiving, Happy Thanksgiving last time. We did not. So we hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um, your stuffing and your turkey and the overrated turkey because turkey's overrated and ham, whatever other meats you have at Thanksgiving and, and you know, had the chance. Because, again, I, I know for, for, for most of us, we're going to be trying to be socially responsible. So hopefully um, you guys um, were at least able to FaceTime some of your family members yes. and, 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 sp- and spend some of that time with them. But, but damn it, that, Roy, I wasn't yes. able to go out to a bar in Philadelphia. Oh my oh. God! I am so <laughs> angry. I am so angry. I know you were very upset because you know there's nothing. There's nothing that says Thanksgiving like going out to a bar on Thanksgiving Eve from 5 p.m. to 12 p.m. <laughs> or 12 a.m. I should say, and drinking with your high school friends that you haven't seen for another for a year. Because um, oh I know that's God. the most important part of the whole thing. So. Yeah, you can get you can get cocktails to go, but you could not have gone inside the bar and sat at the bar and had a drink. So I, I just have this this plea: Can we just be okay with just giving a pass on every pseudo tradition of 2020 and just like I don't know, be okay with it? Like I swear to God, like people are are just re- refuse to or just will not let themselves be denied something that usually happens in 2020, even though there's like a pandemic going on. There's a pandemic going on. We gave you a hockey season. We gave you a basketball. <laughs> season. We're giving you a football season, even though we probably shouldn't. Um, Cause as we're, as we're recording this, the show, um, 10% of the, the, of the Baltimore Ravens have COVID-19 and probably shouldn't be playing Thursday. Hopefully they would cancel this game. And this is a non-starter, but we've given you all this stuff. Okay. There's a lot of things that we've given you <laughs> for a lot of college workers. We've even allowed you to work at home. There's certain things you should be able to give up. All right. We can yes. also, you know, what, you know what, as much as we'd like to do X, Y, Z, let's just not do it for one year until this like, next season. 
like shopping on like shopping on Black Friday. Like, is that really necessary right not now? That big of a deal, people. It's not that big of a deal. So, anybody, hopefully, you guys have recovered from not being able to drink for seven hours inside of a bar, which you probably don't <laughs> want to do anyway. Hopefully, you guys have recovered from doing that uh, and and are enjoying this weekend, this Thanksgiving weekend, because this is a very busy weekend in the world of sports. And as Chris said, it's a very busy weekend in the world of e-commerce because a lot of people are frantically refreshing their browsers, um, refreshing, <laughs> refreshing their phones to see uh, how they can get the latest pieces of technology. And one of those pieces of technology is a PlayStation 5. And, and my co-host, who last week on this show said he was over it. He was done. He got out of system. Something changed <laughs> in the past week. Mr. Domingo, you have to tell me what it is over the past week or so that's gotten you into the PlayStation family. Uh, no, it's just, excuse me. I realized that I just like, if, because the, like the PS4 at the end of its cycle, there were just wasn't a lot of creativity or just evolution. And like, mm -hmm. I don't know, that's like with every sort of anything. But I see, I'm starting to see with all the articles I've written or, or read and all the YouTube I, I have, because shout out to YouTube. I don't know what I, like, like YouTube is for me the MVP of 2020 because I, I, I don't even know how much time I've spent on YouTube. But nonetheless, I, mm -hmm. I've seen, like, it really is a jump from, like, the graphics, the processing, kind of everything. And, and I, I think the games finally were, they're, they're getting caught up. They're like, because rightly they've slacked off for a couple of years because they knew that this was coming along. So they're like, okay, we're going to chill. But now they're not chilling. Because I saw, I mean, like that Spider-Man game looks insane. Mm -hmm. Like it, like Madden hasn't gotten me excited in years, like years. Like it was almost like a $60 L that I took every year just, just because. But I will happily spend the $60 or whatever the hell it is on, on Madden on 2k on on spider-man like i'm trying to mm -hmm. think and 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 i planned it out that i'm taking like a few days or five days off like between christmas and new year's that's the time where i'm trying to strategize to get this before that okay okay no yeah there's and, a lot of and, ahead, and, and by the way is it possible absolutely you just, again okay. you have to be you have to you have to be very diligent on the twitters okay. Um, and when you see whatever it is, game deal, whatever, you know, Twitter, you know, those Twitter accounts, it yeah, says, yeah, yeah. you know, Hey, this thing, this thing is ready to go, you know, get on it. Like you need to click on those links and go, cause they'll be going, they'll be sold out in a, in a matter of minutes. And again, now, it's not where a, did you know no, what, now what site or a company did you get yours from? Walmart. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now you bought it, you, you pre pre-ordered it and mm -hmm. then you had it delivered. So yeah, okay. Walmart, yeah, back in September, Walmart was like, yeah, pre-orders up. And they, this was their first batch of pre-orders. I was like, all right, whatever. So I went on there. And like as soon as it went up, I clicked it. I got it. I was like, all right, it was cool. Like, I think it really wasn't that big of a deal. It, it didn't seem like that big of a deal at the time because it was, it, was, it was fairly easy at the time. But now, of course, yeah. since people have it and since people see it and since, you know, see all the, the glowing reviews, people are like, oh, I got to get it. Now the demand is. It's is going coming. for eight fifty. Like, yeah, not, I, yeah. like some of the and I see some of them are going for like over a thousand. Yeah, no, it's it's you know, it's, I mean, it's again, it's like every every hot new system that comes out. Again, we saw this with the PS4 and the PS3. So again, this is not a video game podcast. It's not a you know necessarily a tech podcast, although it will soon be because the, the Eagles stink. 
but um, yeah, but if, but the, the PS5 is a, is a very again a, again only limited experience with me so far with the PS5, but it's a very impressive piece of technology, very impressive piece of hardware. I'm going to dig into it a little bit more this holiday weekend, hopefully, because again, you know, there's really no Eagles on Saturday, Saturday and Sunday to occupy me. Uh, we have to wait till Monday to get so that they, they get stomped out. But um, you know, it's a, it's a really it's a really cool machine. So so definitely for those of you who are into um, technology, or as Chris said, you know, we're going to be locked inside house for a little bit. So um, if you want to entertain yourself while you're in the house and not able to go to bars with your friends, then, you know, you might want to pick up yeah. that or the Xbox Series X or the S or whatever, you know. Yes, yes, not, yes. Not no, 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 like we're, we're, we're not promoting anything. This is no, just no, no. our preference. It's just our part. Again, this, these are things that these are things that say, hey, you know, these are nice pieces of technology. You should check them out for yourself and see, you know, what you know, what you should check out. So, but you again, know that, what the antithesis of entertainment is? What's that? Football that that resides in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mm. Professional football that resides in because, man, Mita Kime said it on Tuesday a few days ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Eagles are a tornado of suck, and mm. no, no, but I think it encompasses because because I know, like the hot the hot story is this quarterback just being dreadful for almost three months. <laughs> like this is a funk. Like no. I think we need to say, oh, he like I, uh, like he's he's riding a bad streak. No, no, he, he's having a, one of the he's like he's statistically one of the three worst quarterbacks in the NFL this season. No, we want one hundred percent right. Before we get into that, let me just do yeah. our, let's do do the, uh, the due diligence and kind of the house the house cleaning stuff. Thank you guys as always for tuning in. Philly Cam Radio one hundred six point five FM <laughs> WPPM LP Philadelphia. You can catch us every Saturday, 10 a.m., 106.5, or you can tune in to the TuneIn app on your phone or TuneIn.com. Just do a, a search on the TuneIn app for Philly Cam and listen to us live every Saturday at 10 a.m., or you can listen to us live again in the on the radio, 106.5 in Philadelphia, or wherever you get your podcast, you can do a search for the Broad Street Line, download us to your phone, your iPad, your MP3-enabled device, you take us with you on the go, or listen to us at home 24-7 at 365. Again, just do a search and subscribe to the Broad Street Line via Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm, Google Play, and Spotify. I think I said Google Music. I meant to say YouTube Music, uh, which is now switched to. And while you're doing that, please give us a follow on the Twitter machine. He is at SKD215. I'm at the BS line. Before we talk about this tornado of suck, we will be talking about things this weekend. I think the Roy Jones Mike Tyson fight is Saturday. I think so. Yes. I think it's Saturday. So I think it's this is this will air before that fight. <laughs> Which is supposed to be an exhibition. However, I I've seen the videos of Mike Tyson preparing for this exhibition, and it looks like Roy Jones is going to get his head knocked off. I hope they have protective gear. That's all I'm saying. But, I hope they have protective but, gear. But you know what? Exhibitions are free. Mm, this is true. <laughs> this is true. I, I, Who the hell is going to buy this? A lot of people. I am not. I will look for. I well, okay. I will look for alternate methods to watch it. <laughs> um, I will not buy it, but I, I am interested. I am intrigued by it. I don't know what the price would be. I guess if you said if it was thirty bucks, I'd probably pay anything more than thirty. I wouldn't pay, but I know this is going to be like seventy dollars, which is insane. <laughs> um, actually, I want to look this up, but yeah, there's no way I would buy this. But I'm, I'm very intrigued, though. I'm intrigued by this. Intrigued, but intrigued. not intrigued enough. Uh, not intrigued enough. No, to no, no, absolutely, absolutely not. I mean, again, I, I don't think this is going to last very long, so I don't know. How much I can now? You know, now, what's the demographic of this? Is, is it predominantly just Mike Tyson, like random Mike Tyson people? Is it is it people that buy every boxing match, or is it 
like 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 who's going to be the the main driver of of the purchases for this? I believe it's probably Tyson fans. Um, I think I mean you know people who are look because look it's a holiday weekend. You know, people aren't doing the things they typically do over yeah. holiday weekends. Like they're not traveling. Well, well, they, a lot of people are. But, <laughs> you know, like besides the millions of people who got on a plane this week, which you know is kind of kind of weird. Um, a lot of people aren't doing the typical things over Thanksgiving, so they're looking for ways to kind of entertain themselves. So it's like, yo, here's by the way, the price is forty nine ninety nine. So here's fifty bucks, and I can spend my Saturday night, you know, watching two legends kind of go at it. Um, I don't know if this the regular boxing fan is going to watch this. Yeah. But again, I'm, I'm I don't know because it's because. I mean, I mean, look, neither of these guys have been in a competitive <laughs> boxing match, you know, in more than a decade, I think. I mean, Roy Jones, all that, those weird fights he's had in Russia, they don't count. Now, um, is it going to be like an actual, bo- like, is there going to be like KO or TKO? Or It's supposed to be an exhibition match match where they're not supposed to try to knock each other out. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What kind of boxing is that? Yeah, the, the California Athletic Commission, I'm reading from an article, the California Athletic Commission, they've called it a sparring match. Whatever you pay fifty dollars to see people spar, but but do you think Mike Tyson has the spar switch in his head? Do you think no. in his head, well, like, Mike Tyson? Well, like, well, like, well, maybe his new lease on the weed. Like, I don't know because this isn't the same Mike Tyson that that no. was like that was on, on the verge of, of murdering people in the ring. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, thankfully like a, a a more mellow, more subdued Mike Tyson. So maybe yeah. he has like like maybe. But I'm also not gonna pay to see the alternative. We're like, right. if 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 he if he goes Ken Shamrock and snaps, like yeah, right. this, this is a perfect Twitter event where I follow on Twitter, I crack up at some jokes, and mm-hmm. and 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 go about my day. Right. Somebody's gonna post some gifts, and we're gonna all go yeah. laugh at them, and then you know, I, you know, I'll go to sleep, and I'll wake up, and I'll watch some football tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, on yeah. Sunday. You know, yeah, tomorrow. So yeah, so I'm intrigued by this. I'm not forty nine ninety nine intrigued, but hopefully. Um, again, we will get our jokes off on this um, because, again, we need to laugh to kind of deal with the pain we have with the Philadelphia football Eagles. As Chris said, again, the, the tornado of suck, which we will probably use to refer to this team going forward. Once again, they figured out a way to uh, to, to lose in new fashions. Um, this time they lost to a um, probably, <laughs> I would say, the worst 7-3 and three team I've seen in, in quite some time. Yes. In the Cleveland Browns. Um, the Cleveland Browns beat the Philadelphia Eagles. In a game where the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, who we thought was a top 12-ish quarterback coming into the season, did something that was darn near unprecedented in the history of the NFL. Because last Sunday, Carson Wentz threw two interceptions, which one of which was a pick six, got sacked five times, fumbled the ball, and had a safety. <laughs> the second time that ever happened in the history of the NFL, the only other time was Jay Fiedler back like 16, was it was it? 16 years ago, some some weird, some long time ago. Nathan no Peterman, Nathan Peterman didn't even do this. No. No. The Peterman never did this. Jameis never did this. Vinny <laughs> Testaverde never did this. Um, yeah. Carson Wentz. Over the last two games, the Eagles are 2-21 and 21 on third downs. 2-21. and 21. That's 9.5% on third downs. These in, are, a surprise, these are all, in, oh, in a surprise, no one they're owing to because there's because like there's many stats that can tell. There are a lot of stats that will probably predict the outcome of a game. If you go, if you convert two third downs in two games, chances are you are going to lose both of those. 
the Cleveland Browns going into that game were giving up third down conversions at a rate of 48.7%. So basically one out of two. One out of two chances <laughs> you had on third down conversions, you were going to convert against the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns did not have their best defensive player on the field Sunday, Miles Garrett, who was not there. Didn't matter. Eagles still two for 12 on third downs on Sunday. Jim Schwartz is going to get some get a lot of flack for this season. He's probably going to have to be the guy who falls on the sword. His defense was not the problem on Sunday. That problem was solely – I won't say solely. Well, I'll say solely. We'll forget that. We do the pie chart of blame. I'll say solely on Sunday. Solely rest at the feet of Carson J. Wentz. Kristen Mingo, is this man broken? For 2020, yes. Okay. No, Just like for I, 2020. I, I, and then put um, an asterisk on everything else. Because okay. I, I don't – because, of course, because there's a lot of blame to, to, to throw around. And mm-hmm. the coaching is terrible. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I think the worst part – like, the worst part of the coaching is I think this, the, the, the spirit of the team is broken. Because I've never like I like I always thought that the like the majority of the team not not the entire team the majority of the team had this quarterbacks back and after Sunday I don't think I I I don't think they do yeah it doesn't sound like from from what we've heard from other players specifically Brandon Graham and the defense it doesn't sound like it sounds like there's a there's a little I don't want to say a disconnect but it sounds like a it's kind of like an us versus them kind of mentality in that locker room because again yeah. like you can you can look at i mean i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna say you know jim schwartz and the defense isn't that fault for this you know this disgusting three six and one record but again like a lot of the problems of this team like if you're if you're telling me the, the the biggest problems of this team right now on this team right now biggest problem on the team is office is offense yeah um, well no it's the quarterback this has played enough spots to win games well okay yeah it's a quarterback. Yeah, no. That's fine. yeah like, i'm not yeah, yeah it's a quarterback no. who's, you know who is the leader of the offense no, because I, I, because I, people are, are are saying, oh, um, oh, the Doug Peterson isn't isn't helping Carson once enough, like with with like with 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 a game plan and just like uh, like play design, and that's all, and that's all correct. However, right now, the quarterback is not cannot cannot complete essential like like basic functions of his position. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, like like when you go to work obviously you need some direction from your supervisor or whatever but doesn't the supervisor assume that you have a basic set of skills not like Liam Neeson <laughs> skills but i right. mean like he's he's expecting you to be remotely accurate with the ball understand when a blitz might come notice if you're in the end zone like <laughs> no no like i i i mean like those are assumptions in any walk of life, and especially in football, where the the, the coach isn't going to say, "Oh, Carson can't 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 navigate the field," like like, and, and he's going to operate. No, he's saying Carson Wentz is a grown quarterback who's been in the league for five years. I need like like these are the things I'm going to do, and they might not be helpful, but they're also and they're not basic either. Like I, I mean, like these what I say, Roy. These are the this is the same boring ass offense that they had last year with mm-hmm. with better players maybe with a like because to be honest like other than jason peters who was god awful as the the line is not terrible like i i mean they've had moments of terribleness but overall it's it's the quarterback just not having that internal clock 
like the internal clock is broken. Like it, it, it's like it's like that flavor flav clock is is <laughs> work, works better. And and that for me is like you don't you can't fix an internal clock three months into the season. So Carson Wentz leads the league in getting sacked. Um, he's been sacked forty times this year. I saw a stat um, earlier this week. It said thirty-two of those sacks came when when he's had four plus seconds uh, to throw the football. It, that internal clock inside you, when you when, <laughs> when the clock gets, I don't know what the number is. Maybe it's like two point nine. Maybe it's three point five. That clock shouldn't get to four when you have and you still have the ball in your hand. Like no. when you're a quarterback, you drop back, you see something, you throw it. If you don't see something, you either run out the pocket or you throw it away. You shouldn't – like there are very few instances where you can afford to hold on to the ball for more than four seconds Roy, in the NFL. Roy, say if you chop that in half. This mm-hmm. team might have two more wins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you take yeah, if you, if you take those 32 sacks – and again, I'm not going to say they're all because, so again, you, you could have the ball some, in some cases and get sacked with you know four-plus seconds. But if you took those 32 sacks and cut, just cut those in half, Take like 16 sacks, you know, instead of those 32 sacks. Yeah, no, you, no, 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 because I think that's a good say. This stat isn't like isn't completely accurate. And, mm-hmm. and and we acknowledge that. So we're not even gonna say, oh, chop down a third. Chop, chop that sucker in half. And chop say, it in half. And like 16 sacks are like like are I could say almost Carson Wentz's fault. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And again, and let's take that number again, chop that in half. Let's say of those 16 non-sacks, let's, let's say there are 16 non-sacks, let's say eight of those become positive plays, whether it's first downs or, God forbid, a touchdown. But, you know, let, let's say that eight, just half of those plays just become positive. Maybe he, you know, has interceptions and what has incomplete passes on the other ones. But let's say eight of those are positive plays. Again, that's the difference between them. That's probably another two wins, like you're saying. Like, that's the that's difference between three, six, or at least and one. one and a, or, or at least one and a half. Or one and a half, yeah. It could be th- the difference between three, six, and one, and like you know, four, you know, four and well, I'll say four and six, or like five and you know, five and five, or whatever. I mean, again, it's, it's could be this could be a huge difference when it comes to uh, the end of, end of the season. But again, Carson Wentz, that internal clock is bad. But more, more than forget forget the internal clock for a second, because again, we've seen instances where he's had guys open, you know, one, you know, one or two seconds into the play, he hasn't thrown the ball. Like he, or, they, no. these guys haven't been open enough, I guess, for him. No, but I think also, but I also see where where it's the inverse, where like mm-hmm. he he gets the ball out too quick, or like that Alshon Jeffrey play. Like no, right. like it's it's it goes back to his his instincts. His instincts are broken, like because w- when he should wait a little bit or or read the field. I don't even know if he's reading the field. Like I, I right. mean, he's not going through any progressions. Like I, I mean, you could like I'd like to play a game. Well, not a fun game. I'd like to see if I can guess. Where Carson Wentz is gonna go, like on on a particular play, like who is he gonna throw it to? Because you can probably predict it just by looking his eyes. He's not looking anybody off. Yeah, like I, there's very few times, and again, I, I haven't kept count, but there's very few times where I've seen Carson Wentz scan the whole field, you know, looking for a receiver. Like I see him kind of like stare down one side of the field and kind of go to it. On su- on Sunday, again, there were a couple of times where Jalen Rager was wide open. Like, you know, as some people say, <laughs> butt naked open, you know, like for a screen pass or just in the flat or whatever like that. Carson wasn't even look his way. Like he didn't even look over to, to Jalen Rager um for, for some of those plays because he was staring down receivers on the other on the other side of the field. It doesn't look like he's looking, he's you know, looking through his progressions. Again, is that a Carson thing? Is that a a, a Doug Peterson trying to simplify the offense thing? I assume it's a Carson thing, because again, I assume you have more than, you know, 
two reads on a on a on a given play. Yes. I would, like, I would so. like, like Doug Peterson is 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 slowly giving no dams, but he doesn't give zero. Like I, right. I mean, he puts together a game plan. Like I, I mean, like I, I ask people, what do you want Doug Peterson to do? Like, are, are do you want you can't roll Carson Wentz out every play? Should should he roll mm-hmm. him out more? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. But what's the point of roll like? You've already said to the defense, this is what we're going to do. So then you'll be able to, to game plan against the rollout. Like, there's no well, – and we go to Doug because he's just a, a dunce at this point. Like, he's not helping matters either. Like, no. I, but, but, I, but I also think that this is him. Like, like it's going to be hard to tell – I don't know, I mean, it's 50-something. He's been, in, he's been in football for 30 years. What is he going to say? Like, I don't know. Oh, now I'm going to start using motion. Like, I don't know, like, because – he reminds me a lot of Matt Nagy. He comes from that KC thing where, like, they don't have a lot of motion. It's just let's line up, let's hope our let's hope our linemen block, and let's hope our receivers or running backs beat their man. Like, you can't you can't play football like that. <laughs> I, I mean, you need to like it's like gamemanship where you're just like like I don't know like but let's figure something out where we see the coverage. And say, okay, if we do a crosser, if we do X, Y, this guy might be open. Like, I don't know if that happens with Dump. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it does. But I mean, you, look, you have a couple of, I think, are man beaters on this team. You have a Jalen Rager. You have Miles Sanders. You have guys you can get in space who can do things in space. I look at a team like Kansas City. I look at other teams around the league. Like they seem to find a way to get the ball to those guys. Yeah, and Doug doesn't seem to find a way to get the ball to his guys. No, so, but but also on the flip side, that that we can bring it back to Howie because mm-hmm. this is a try. This this is a trail of suck. Like I, I I mean we just like I I like they they don't have elite players. Whether it's it, it's being they're not being scattered correctly or being coached up. I watched last night's game, like or or sorry Monday night's game. Monday's the Rams and Tampa. How many elite players are on each team? Like five six a piece. At least, yeah. At like Jalen, like, and 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 this isn't. Oh, oh, I think he's elite. No, when you see Jalen Ramsey, he's elite. When mm-hmm. you see Devin White, he's elite. When you mm-hmm. see Mike Evans, he's elite. Mm-hmm. Dude, like, who on the Eagles? Because forget about the season. The season's over. No, no one will be elite. <laughs> no one, no one will be elite this year. Mm-hmm. In twenty twenty one. How many players have the potential to be elite? Define. Give me a definition of elite. Upper tier potential all pro, or, hmm. or 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 definite Pro Bowl player. De- definite Pro Bowl player. Yeah. <sighs> Big side. <Yeah. laughs> two and a possible. <laughs> okay, who are the two? Wayne Johnson. Actually, no, I'll go three and a possible. I'll go three and a possible. Lane Johnson, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, possible Miles Sanders. That's no it. Darius Slight? I don't think I think there's I think there's better. I think there's six better better cornerbacks in the NFC, maybe. You're still going with Fletcher Cox. Yeah, but then, like in, it's an interior defensive lineman. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it all pro level? I mean, you know, pro bowl level, yeah. You said Pro Bowl. You said you say All Pro. So yeah, that's no, no, so you didn't back. mention that. Now you didn't mention the um, the uh, prize free agent signing of, of the twenty twenty season, Javon Hargrave. 
I did not. Who actually made a play the other day, which I was surprised. He actually like we actually saw the back of his jersey do do something positive. See, that's um, a ju- see, that's just how we think. Like I, I mean, like you're not you're not drafting well, and 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 the free agents you're signing are terrible. Like they're just like you can't you can't have you can't be suspect in both drafting and free agency. And and you can't, but as a coach, though, you can't. Well, look, look well, you obviously you're, you're drafting stuff, but again, when you draft a guy like a Jalen Rager, you got to put him in position to help your quarterback. I mean, again, you're not putting Jalen Rager in position yeah. to be that dynamic guy. Again, I don't expect him to be Tyreek Hill, but you can do Tyreek Hill esque things. You can call some similar plays yeah. with him. I mean, you know, like we again, we we've seen those tunnel screens and and. and Kansas City for years. I mean, I, I know Eric Bieniemy is not the only one who has access to those plays. I mean, Press Taylor, what are you doing, my guy? Like, you know, figure out no, some way to, to to use these guys. And 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 here's another thing: the execution is just terrible. Like, I, I mean, they're mm-hmm. just not. And and that's a coaching thing, but also that's a player thing. Like, I mean, like how many like like this isn't some young team. This isn't the Dolphins mm-hmm. that have like te- like these are grown ass men that have been through the wars. How like these guys should operate without a lot of coaching. But right. it feels like they need – they're like the little giant. Where like I've all – I've said for a couple of years, the dynamic on this team has been off. And and they've been able to just like – through the help of Doug and, and Carson last year to kind of put Band-Aids on it. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? The Band-Aid don't work. Like, I, like no, no. Like, like you probably got it like Dollar Tree. Like, like you, you like, <laughs> like you don't have – no. Like, and, and I feel like the last couple of years they've – They've just pulled stuff out of their pocket. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, the falls run in 2018 because this team wasn't that good in 2018 either. No, and, and 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 of course they had the slide last year, and 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 they, to their credit, won out and won the division. That team wasn't all that good last year. No, no. Again, they had the, the like you said they they had to have that run at the end to win that division. And again, like that all comes back to coaching because again, like this is like, that's an indictment. Well, talent as well, but I mean, it's an indictment on Doug Peterson. It's like, look, man, like you got to push the panic button, you know, well now I guess three seasons in a row on this team, you shouldn't be in this position three years in a row. You should. No, no, no. The panic button doesn't work anymore. Like, no, no, like, like shouldn't need, like you should have thrown away the panic button, but I think it, it comes back to going to the, going to the, Go into battle with the same players that have been through it, and it's like, and it just seems like sometimes, man, like there's a reason why a lot of these guys, like, like teams turn over within five years because you just need to change, like, like the energy of it. Like, I mean, it's all like, um, like, oh, let's let's put on an underdog mask. No, we don't. Like, it's the whole team. Like, you need like, and the problem is, Roy, the organization is still hanging on to that crap. Like, I, I, I mean. When you brought Jordan Howard back, I just almost put my hands up in the air. I'm like, no, good God. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you talk about those guys, and that it's a good segue to the next point. Because Doug Peterson's am, Adam adamant that Carson Wentz is going to remain his quarterback, which is fine. I mean, that's just it's, you know that's a decision as a head coach. But if that's the case, and you should surround Carson Wentz with the best eleven or best ten guys around him to let him succeed, to allow him to succeed. However, Doug Peterson is adamant also that Jason Peters will remain his left tackle. And that Alshon Jeffrey will be more involved in this offense. <laughs> now, Jason Peters on Sunday gave up three sacks, um, gave up three quarterback hits, and had the lowest graded game according to PFF in Jason Peters' career at left tackle. 
Alshon Jeffrey played a grand total of five plays, and when the ball was thrown to him in a crucial spot at the end of the game, he jumped up uh, like three seconds early, and he jumped up for a grand total <laughs> of seven inches off the ground and did not allow – did not do anything um, to stop the interception. Why you why you insist on having these guys play roles on your offense going forward is beyond me. Can you please explain that to me? Because I don't get it. I just no, I can't. No, no, I can't. Okay. No, okay. And, okay. and I don't know, like, because I would hope that an NFL coach that has made his way through the ladder won a Super Bowl. Like, I don't know, won a division a couple times. The, the the takeaway that you get from watching like being a, being on the field for sixty minutes after that game is like yeah I think we need Jason Peters more and you know <laughs> what else do you think we need we need Alshon Jeffrey like no more more Alshon like I like I don't like I'm not gonna give him more like less less credit there has to be some sort like and this comes back to this whole like it, it's the tornado of suck like I, I like it, it's not just like one aspect it, it's and I don't know. Is he getting direct? Is, is and and we've heard a lot. There's a lot of people just like with too much input. No, this is really reminding me of like the Sixers last year, where you don't have, where you just have people just giving their input everywhere. And at some point, the message gets all like skewed because you're hearing 47 different things. Like I like 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 obviously Doug's gonna get all the heat for it, like because he's the coach. But I like. I can't believe that an NFL coach would see that without some sort of influence and say, yeah, we need Jason Peters more and we need Ashton Jeffrey more. Like, I, I mean, that's just my stance. Like, maybe I'm wrong, but it's just – these guys are terrible. Jason Peters should never play another NFL game ever again. Ashton Jeffrey should never play a game with the Eagles again. It's terrible. Nice. No, he's terrible. Like, yeah, those guys, again, being out there is not going to let Carson Wentz, again, become the best version of himself he can be. And look, Carson Wentz isn't going anywhere because – if you go to our favorite website, Spotrack, and you look at Carson Wentz's cap number, you will see that his dead cap number for 2021 is $59.2 million. He's, he's here. Guar- he has a guaranteed salary of $25.4 million, and he has a $15 million roster bonus due in March of 2021. He is not going anywhere next year. Now, again, 2022 is a different story because his dead cap number then is $24.5 million. And, again, if he stinks, you can eat $24.5 million, especially if you're paying – Jalen Hurts to be your quarterback, or whoever it is at, at, at that point. But Carson Wentz, despite his 14 touchdowns and 14 interceptions, despite the four fumbles, despite the 58% completion percentage and the 40 sacks, <laughs> and the like, 40 sacks, he ain't going like, like, I, Roy, like, I don't, like, 58% was terrible in the year 2000. Yeah, and back in, back in the Steve Young days, that gentleman was trash. 58% was trash. <laughs> Like Mike Tomczak was giving you fifty eight percent back then, man. That's no, like 58%. we used to bust. We used to bust Randall's ass for completing that. Yeah, like yeah, back in the, back in the day, it's like sixty was good, and like sixty, you know, sixty three, sixty four, sixty five was like unheard of. Yeah. Like like yeah, that's it was like, it's crazy. Like you should see the completion percentages of a guy. Like I don't know. I'm gonna do it. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Go ahead. Stop, like stop like da- like guys like Daniel Jones who is not the most accurate guy, is like completing 61% of his passes. It's almost impossible in today's <laughs> NFL to have a completion, to be a regular starter. And given the way the off- the offenses are run now and you know, and, and given the way the defense, what defenses can do now, it's almost impossible to have a completion percentage that that low. Yeah, so, all right, just, just so, just, I'm, I'm going to just a random dude. Not a great, well, I mean, no, well, he's, he's, I was going to say Kyle Allen, but that's not fair to Kyle Allen. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 70%. Uh, 
Deshaun Watson, 69%. But again, that's not fair. Let's kind of go down the list a little bit. Kirk Cousins, not a world beater, 67%. All right. Uh, Tom Brady, who people were saying has having an off year, 64.7%. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, who people were saying, oh, man, this dude is like inaccurate as heck, 63%. <laughs> Daniel no, Jones, like, 63%. I mean, no, this is what we're working with, people. Yeah, no. And, and that is like, I mean, it really – I'm not asking for I'm not asking for Steve Young 1995, but shouldn't a quarterback shouldn't a, a basic remedial requirement like a job description like when you apply for a job you, an IT job you're like yeah I know SQL like mm-hmm. I, I mean shouldn't being 60 percent or 61 percent accuracy be the equivalent of football SQL or coding? Should, I'm gonna say this: you should have a higher completion percentage than Sam Darnold. And you don't. Carson Wentz's completion <laughs> percentage is, is slightly below Sam Darnold, who stinks. No, and and, and Roy, just to sum this up, no mm-hmm. one has an idea on, on, on what's causing it. No, no, there's no, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to this. I don't have a reason. I just, I just, so we we both know something needs to change. I, I don't know what needs to change with Carson. Like you said, it, maybe he's broken for twenty twenty. Maybe you need to sit him down for a little bit. Obviously, Doug's not going to give up the, the play calling, so that's not not going to change but you can't keep doing the same thing week after week because it's not going to just magically get better what is going to flip what is a moderate expectation for for 2021 and how to fix Carson Wentz is it a new coach is it a new because people need to give up on getting a new GM he's here like I I mean Mm -hmm. like let's 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 deal with reality like Howie Rosen will be here until he drafts like like the second coming of Tim Tebow. Oh, oh crap! I think he did. Uh, no, like no, like no. It needs to be something so. He's had a lot of egregiousness. No, it, it's gonna it's <laughs> it's gonna need to take drafting a hockey player in like the first round. So, but taking Howie being an untouchable, what is a reasonable way to improve Carson Wentz in terms of just like person like coaching staff? Like I don't know, uh, changing of job duties. What? I think at the very minimum, you. I think we need to get a dedicated offensive coordinator in in here. Um, but the same head coach. In, I'm just saying. You said reasonable. I I think a reasonable. No, no, but is so. So what you're saying is there is a there is a very little chance that Doug Pearson will be fired. It's hard to it, look. It's hard to say. I mean, if they go one and five, and then we have to have that discussion. But I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say now that yeah, Doug's out. But yeah, you know. no, I want to have this discussion. The, the the week before Christmas because you're gonna have this is murderous road time like like mm-hmm. you should go zero and four and you probably but but I think for me anyway it's ha- how are you gonna go zero and four are you just gonna just mail it in like a bunch of dogs or are you or are you gonna fight is the quarterback gonna play any better is I don't know running the ball more than three times in the second half like I don't like yeah. I understand that. That that sometimes you get stuff. I understand, but like five runs, like this team, like this is this is worse than Andy Reid used to. Especially yeah, when your quarter, especially when your quarterback is completing fifty eight percent of his passes, and, that, and that's the problem. Because again, as we've we, we've talked about this in other games before, but most of the most of that second half that was a one possession game, and the, it was in the rain. All right, a, a very a very hard rain, and your running game was doing things in the first half. And you 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 run the ball a total of six times for ten yards in the second half. That's everybody. That's Carson. That's Boston Scott. That's Miles Sanders. 
It's like, fam, what are you doing? This is one Miles position Sanders, game. Like, no, I still, I still don't know how good Miles Sanders is. I don't. <laughs> like, I, I, I know he's a good running back. I don't know if you'll ever be like an above average, like or, or like a almost almost Pro Bowl. He leaves a lot of stuff on the field, Roy. Like, like. So, I, and I don't know if the product of this running uh, of the running game is all the because people are going to dump on the line and like the, the lines. The problem is compared to the last five six seasons where the Eagles have had a great offensive line, not not just good, great. Compared to them, they look terrible. But if you want to put them against the Bengals, or like they're not like a bottom three offensive line, like no. Carson Wentz wouldn't have thirty two sacks if he had over four seconds. You see the sacks Burrow takes; he literally snaps the ball and he got sacked. So no. I, I mean, they've been they've been subpar. Had I don't I don't feel they have been terrible. Well, they haven't been terrible. But just to get back to the Miles Sanders thing, look, Miles, yeah. I'll say this: Miles Sanders, since he came into the league, is second in the league in yards per carry. Like he's averaging more than five yards a carry in his career. Now, again, whether or not you think that, you know that holds up, because again, like he doesn't get a lot of games where he gets 20 carries. So, I mean, maybe he's like a quick hitter dude. Maybe he's only good for, you know, 14, 15, 16 touches a game. I don't know. Like you said, he does leave a lot of, he does, does leave yards on the field. Doesn't have that super elite breakaway speed, like a Dalvin Cook or anything like that. Um, but he's been highly productive when he's had the chance. He just hasn't had the chance all the time. Um, but that being said, his coach is committed to passing the ball as much as possible. Um, so, again, I'm not surprised that that we don't really have an idea about Miles Sanders because, quite frankly, I don't know if we'll ever have an idea about Miles Sanders given the fact that um, this coach just loves to pass the ball um, <laughs> in, a, in an extraordinary amount of time, even though your quarterback is, is struggling. It's like I said I said this, again, on, on Birds Outsiders a couple weeks ago. It's like, look, sometimes you just need to go and call a couple easy plays. Just go for a couple layups. Give the ball to Miles Sanders <laughs> a little bit. Let him get you a couple first downs. Just not even have Carson Wentz think about passing the ball for a couple of ways. Just say, you know what? Let's gonna let's lean on Miles Sanders. Let's let you get your mind right, so you don't throw stupid interceptions to Denzel Ward or whoever you're throwing interceptions. See, to. no, but see, Roy, this is where I think Doug Peterson is is stubborn or just refuses to. I maybe, and, and I'm just compartmentalizing, internalizing. He doesn't feel that he should be giving Carson Wentz a break. Like, and 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 to be honest, like. I know you should. He's also making $27 million. Mm -hmm. Like he's the friend. Like, I mean, like he, like there's so much handholding you should do like for like, I mean, own it. Like, like should he be doing more again? But I'm also not in this thing is, yeah, let's, let's completely hold Carson Wentz's hand all season. Like you need to find out if this dude's got it. Mm -hmm. Like, and, 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 and and you know what? Like letting letting him in a corner suck his thumb while he like hands the ball off to Miles Sanders isn't gonna help. You know, like I like that's that's what I feel. And I've said this a couple weeks ago when when the second half. You need to find out if this dude has the mental makeup. Like I don't know. Like is he gonna play lights out the rest of the season? No. But can he just pick himself up and say, you know what? Enough's enough. Like I'm gonna like I don't know. Take this by the Cajones and say, mm-hmm. you know what? I refuse to let this happen anymore. Because I don't know it. Frankly, I don't know if he has that. Well, you know, this is the week for, for him to show it because the Seattle Seahawks have the worst pass defense in the NFL. Their defense as a whole is giving up 100, excuse me, 343 yards per game. They're giving up 28.8 offensive points 
per game. This should be a team that you can throw the football against. You should be able to matriculate the ball down the field. Conversely, this is a team that's going to throw the ball all over you because I have no idea who's going to stop DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and all these other dudes. And oh, you, probably thank, oh, thank you. Oh, you mean Avante Maddox? Oh, and, you, you yeah. know what? Like, that's going to be that meme. Like, I don't know. When, like, Avante Maddox is trying, like, it, it's like that, like, Derrick Henry versus, like, Mark Ingram meme. Like, I feel like, because, <laughs> no, like, DK, like, who, who's going to cover DK Metcalf? Yeah, Slay? like it was probably Slay. Slay Slay's probably gonna gonna trail him, which is fine. But again, who's covering DK? Who's covering Tyler Lockett? I have no idea. I assume it's Avante Maddox. I don't know. <laughs> Cra- Craven LeBlanc is on injured reserve, so it's not gonna be him. Um, I believe Craig James is still hurt. Again, like um there uh uh Nikel Roby Coleman, is that who you want to cover it? I don't think so. Um so yeah, Eagles have a little bit of deficiency when it when just, it comes to that. Roy, but, just let me know what the excuse is for the Carson uh stands this week. They are they're they're playing the worst defense in the NFL. Like, yeah. I, I mean, two weeks ago, it was, oh, you're coming off a bye. You're getting, oh, man, the band's back together. Wrong. Like, yeah. no, like, I, I mean, at some point, these people are going to run out of excuses for car. Well, like, you should have already. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. It's no, fine. but, like, this might be it because you ain't doing anything against the Saints. They absolutely, like, that, that could, and I don't even care if Taysom Hill's a quarterback. Like, I, I mean, they're going to get stumped. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to be pretty. Eagles are, Five and a half point underdogs to Seattle. I cannot, in good conscience, even though they are undefeated in in primetime games <laughs> this year, I cannot, in good conscience, conscience go with the Eagles this week. I don't think it's going to be a beautiful game. I assume you you believe the same. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We, that's, that's, we need to talk about that really quick. How many more of, wins does How many more wins does the team get the rest of the season? Two. Okay. Two. They get two. Uh, I'm not on the where. They get two. I think they get one. Okay, that that's you're probably right, and they might because like you said because, they might lose this next month, but because they're not they're not better than Dallas, they're not. But that's not that's not to say they can't beat Dallas. Oh no, they'll beat Washington. They stay. Okay, like okay, no. So I don't know if they're better so, than Washington, but they might beat Washington. But you know, <laughs> who knows? They'll get two. They'll they'll somehow get two. I'm not sure how. One of those two, and maybe two of those two at the end, but they'll get two. At some point, you got to just. Just be a man and just like, like, <laughs> win, like win some games. Like no, step no, up. No, Roy, that is like that's where I feel that Carson Wentz needs to do at this point. It's just be a man. Like yeah. I, 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 yeah. I mean, like sat man up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like no, like because yeah. at some point it, it's your pride just has to over uh, overarch all this sort of your your mental's being screwed up because right. no, because. This is really all it is. It's not like a mechanical problem or anything. Like it's not feet work. It, it, it it's all it's all mental. It's all mental. It's all mental. It's all mental. Because again, like that's what I think is like the confounding thing about this is usually you could say, oh, he's coming off an ACL or he's coming off a back. Like I, I, I mean, he came off a back last year and played pretty good. Again, so like it's he not said. That. I keep I keep saying I keep saying this and again because people forget because they remember that that disgusting November. But Carson Wentz, twenty seven touchdowns last year, seven interceptions, set the franchise record for most yards in the season, thrown to dudes like Rob Davis and and you know Boston Deontay Scott Burnett and Deontay Burnett. So nothing for nothing. Carson Wentz wasn't terrible last year. Yeah, yeah, bad and, stretches. He wasn't and it, and it was the same boring play calls. Yes, Press Taylor was still here. So I mean, you know, something happened between last year and this year. Um, no, oh no, sorry to can we just close this out? Yeah, yeah. If you bring back the same 
cast of characters. Can God. you have Jalen Hurts in the room? You you don't have you have to have him in the room. You just draft them. He has to be in the no. room. Your your quarterback just got to deal with it. If your quarterback okay. is too soft to deal with Jalen Hurts, he doesn't need to, no, I'm, I'm not even trying to be funny. If Jalen Hurts, if, if Carson Wentz is too soft to not, and I don't want to say soft, but he's too not, he's not mentally tough enough. To yes, no. With Jalen Hurts being in the quarterback room, he's not mentally tough enough to be the quarterback in Philadelphia. He's not. Okay. He's not. No, 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 no. Because like people are saying, oh, Jalen Hurts, like, and but it's like, and like I, yeah. I no, and, and and I feel that the Eagles overestimated Carson Wentz's resilience. Because you see what happened when when the Packers drafted a quarterback and Rodgers put up two fingers and was like, okay, we're going to play this game? I'm just going to ball out. But I, I think Carson had – had because anyone would be lying to say the Hurts thing isn't factoring in. I'm sorry. That's Look, that's at this point, it's the only logical reason. I mean, it's the only thing that makes sense. Do you like ever you said, see them speak? <laughs> I don't ever see them interact. And again, they don't have to be best friends. No, and, no, and but and even I, on like the field, like I, I mean, like it, it's like I can't wait to, to have the, the snitches come out because there's going to be a lot of chattering after this season. I can. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, it's, it's, there might be a lot of chattering in, in December if this gets really bad. Um, really quick, thirty seconds. Okay. Um, the best team in the NFC. There's like five teams you can kind of throw in a bucket and pick one out of. Um, the Saints, the Rams, the Seahawks. My order as of now. Saints, Rams, Seahawks, Bucks, Packers. I have no idea who the best team is. I assume it's the Saints as of right now, but again, the whole Taysom Hill, Drew Brees situation, who knows? You think that Rams are the best team in the NFC right now? No, I think the Saints. Like okay. I, the, I, I thought about it, and it's like, man, man, he's kind of a jerk. But Sean Payton really is like an all-time great offensive coach. He, 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 literally, he literally took a guy that can't throw. He get, like he has the worst delivery. He is a right-handed rich man's Tim Tebow. And he was able to orchestrate a game plan, look good. I, I mean, like, like I, I don't know if this is, can win in the playoffs, but I do know that you can probably get home field. Throughout, no, I, don't, I don't even know because the Rams are re- like the Rams are really solid all over the place, and and McVay and Goff just like. But I think Sean McVay knows he knows he needs to hold Jared Goff's hand. Like he's like, mm-hmm. you know what, you're gonna run, but Sean McVay's so good. That like Garagall trusts them. No, no, you're, you're you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, it's it's a really it's a really weird mix of teams, um, in that in that mix for for the Tampa Bay's kind of fugazi though. Yeah, but I say some of these teams have fugazi moments. Some of these teams look like world beaters. You know, one week after their fugazi moment. Uh, but one of those teams are is, I was going to say is probably not probably one of those teams has a very outside chance to come to Philadelphia for a for a road game. Um, in, in mid-January, but that's probably not going to happen. We will take a quick break. We need to talk basketball on the other side because it was a very <laughs> busy week for the Sixers. You're listening to the Broad Street Line on 106.5 FM, WPPM LP, Philadelphia. Welcome back to the Broad Street Line alongside Chris Domingo and Roy Burton. Final segment of the show. We need to talk some basketball. Sixers making moves after the draft. Welcome to Philadelphia, Dwight Howard. Never thought I'd see the day. Never even thought, never even thought about the possibility of Dwight <laughs> Howard 
coming to Philadelphia, but we find a backup center for one, Joel Hans and Bede. Dwight Howard, fresh off winning a ring with the Lakers in the bubble, is joining the Sixers for the veteran minimum to be your backup five in a move that I am I am intrigued by and I'm 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 feeling good about. It. I know there's a lot of chatter about Nerlens Noel. I think Dwight Howard is a is a I don't say better, but he's a he's a he's a very good backup center. What do you think about? It? What do you feel about the move? You you know what you're gonna get out of Dwight Howard every yeah. every game. Like you, I don't think you can say the same about Nerlens. Like no. I mean, you could get like a unicorn game from him. But you could also get like zero. Mm-hmm. At least you know with sorry with the white you're gonna get solid post defense. Yep. You'll get a guy that can run the floor. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, it should be interesting to see. I mean, seeing him play with Simmons because I, I mean, on the thing where he like at least you have a couple of guys that can catch alley oops. Because catch alley oops, pick a roll, little stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Like like the team is rounding into form. Like I, I mean. But also, I hope people have expectate like temper expectations for this team because I don't know if you looked at at the Eastern Conference, but it's stacked. <laughs> no, it, it is stacked. But the Sixers again, you know, they're they're finally rounding out their roster. Um, for those of you who missed the blockbuster trade, the Zaire Smith was traded um, last week for for Tony Bradley, a center that I didn't know existed until last week. Um, and Zaire Smith was promptly waived by the Detroit Pistons um, immediately. Um, but Tony Bradley's your new what? third center. Tony Bradley, yes, Zaire Smith was waved and stretched by the Pistons. Uh, Tony, Tony, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just they they just traded him to like cut salary. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So Zaire Smith uh, traded. Uh, Tony Bradley is your new center. Your, your new third center. He's a new Norvell Pell who was waived. Earlier this week, along with Mario Shayak, um, I don't see the Sixers resigning. Well, maybe they might resign Shayak to the G League team or whatever. But the Sixers te- roster is pretty much uh, solidified after signing earlier this week. Ryan Brokoff, the shooter from Dallas, who was signed right before the bubble and then did not go to the bubble because his wife um, contracted COVID nineteen. So the Sixers roster is pretty much set. So let's go down the roster really quick on the depth chart really quick. So at point guard, and again. This is a fluid NBA. Let's not hold people to certain you know positions and things like that. So I will say point guard in these descriptions loosely. But at point guard, you got Ben Simmons, you got Shake Milton, you got Tyrese Maxey. At the, the shooting guard slash small forward spots, you have Seth Curry, Danny Green, Furkan Korkmaz, Matisse Thibel. Uh, you have Terrence Ferguson and Isaiah Joe. At power forward, you have Tobias Harris, Mike Scott, and that Paul Reed fellow. And at center, you have MB, Dwight Howard, and Tony Bradley. I'm sorry, Ryan Brokaw was also in that small forward mix. So those are your those are like 16 guys. So those are pretty much your guys that are going to be on your roster. Mike Scott's going to be on this team. Who's your backup four? He's got to be right. He's your, he's your best backup <sighs> four option as of right now, right? Jesus Christ! Like if you got Mike Scott from two years ago, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But if you get Mike Scott from last year, then this is a problem. Yeah, no, um, I, I like, I, and I, I mean, is the team? Significantly more improved just from a from a fit wise from last year. Yeah. However, what what does that get you? Like, I, I mean, you still have problems with shot creation. I don't know. Like, like I don't know who your who's your go time score. Like, is it the by no your your go to perimeter score? Sorry. Okay, because I was going to say because I'm glad you brought that up because I you know I did look up the, st- the stats earlier today. NBA.com dot slash stats. I did the clutch stats, and I saw that Joel Embiid in clutch time is the seventh <laughs> leading scorer in the NBA. He's averaging what was it three point eight points per game in clutch situations, and he shot fifty three point two percent in the clutch again as, as within the last five minutes of the game 
when the score is you know within five points or less. Joel Embiid is basically a guy you can throw the ball to and kind of get get out of the way. That said, you can't run that play every single time. <laughs> yeah. So whom's on the perimeter is going to be your guy to make those shots? Is it Tobias Harris? It's not Ben Simmons. Maybe it's Danny Green. Who knows? I don't is know. it Seth Curry? Like is it I, I, Seth I mean, Curry. I mean, the problem knows? is, Roy, is you're not, now you're asking Seth Curry to have a bigger role. Like I'd be Seth Curry for the longest time has been just like like not I don't say not relied on, but I mean like you he hasn't like you need Seth Curry to be like to step up, mm-hmm. and I hate that. Roy. Like I, I mean like. And I know he's young, but like I just want some dude to say this is your role that you played on other teams because I, I feel burned by the Richardson thing. It's like I mean, Rich, Josh Richardson was a very solid player for his entire career in in Miami. Comes here with a different role and bigger expectations, and he falls flat on his face. Mm-hmm. I like I just want the guy because like, for me, you need to ask that other guy to step up, the guy who makes thirty five million dollars. Like that is the dude who needs to step up. He like in a perfect world, he should be the guy that's taking all the perimeter shots. Like in like in crunch time. And that's the thing, because Seth Curry, nothing for nothing. I love him, you know, great. Well, I like him a lot, and we'll see how much I love him, you know, depending on how he does this year. But Seth Curry is what, 30 years old, 31 years old? Seth Curry is who he is. All right. Like Seth Curry's not gonna be the guy who's all, all of a sudden gonna give you 17 points a game. No. Like Danny, Danny Green is who he is. Like Danny Green's what, 34? Danny Green's older. <clears throat> Like they are who they are. Like they're not going to be that much different from the guys that we've seen them be in Dallas and you know LA yep. and Toronto or whatever. They're going to be who they are. So again, it, like you said, the impetus is on the 25 year old Ben Simmons to say, "Hey man, yo, I need to be that dynamic dude and kind of like make some of these shots." Because again, there's only so much posting, you know, throwing the down the MPs you can do. There's only so much attacking the basket you can do, especially when they know that you're going to pass the ball once you can't get to the rim because. Again, the defense is just going to swarm on you because they're not going to respect your jump shot. Yep. So on some level, we need to see more videos out of wherever you are shooting that three-pointer because everybody knows that you're going to kick it out to ben, uh, to Steph Curry, uh, Steph Curry, to, to Seth Curry and Danny Green because you're not going to take that shot. And um, if so we're right. being honest, like none of these moves matter a hill of beans unless Simmons get like improves. I, I mean, people are like, like, oh yeah, Seth Curry. It's like, no, like stop. Stop it! Like and, and and the same thing we said about Carson. Once you can you can relay the Ben Simmons man up. One one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um, before we before we wrap up the NBA, bunch of guys you know either resigned with their teams or got big deals. Shout out to Gordon Hayward's agent for getting paid. Um, any any of these moves move the needle for you at all? The Lakers are the best team by far. <laughs> And no, like and and Milwaukee, like I like I think Milwaukee's the best team in the East. Like I, I mean, they they made a lot of good moves, mm-hmm. and and I think Miami solidified themselves as the two as the second best team, and then Brooklyn's the wild card. Like I, I, I mm-hmm. to be honest, I really think Brooklyn and Philly are the wild cards. Like I, I mean, like I think Boston's the third best team, and I, I think Brooklyn can be the fifth or the first, and Philly I think could be the fifth. Or the sixth, or the third. I don't say it could be the third. Yeah. No, I think they're like those are the teams that can kind of like change, like change their position based on how certain guys play. Like I, I like, but I think Milwaukee and Miami are the two best teams. Like like, and, and they're steady too. Like like mm-hmm. you're you're not gonna get a lot of like I don't know variation. They'll either be the first or the second or the third. 
Right. And and we'll find out a lot more about these teams because strangely enough, NBA training camp starts next week. So, <laughs> so Oh baby. So, so, oh so, no, so you know what you know what starts again? Willie or all he shoot. So so again, so the guys are reporting to their cities next week. And again, a few days after this airs on Philly Cam Radio, you guys will be able to see Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxey go at it. Um, down down in Camden, New Jersey. We'll find out from Keith Pompey and the guys whether or not the man is shooting jumpers once again. But we will give you all of that information once we get it next week, and hopefully we'll have some positive stuff to talk about then and the local football team when we join you next week here at 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. But until then, we are out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys. Amazon is now hiring near you for the holiday season, and they're looking for team members who know that delivering important packages really matters. From boxing it up to sending it on its way, every package Amazon delivers matters to someone. Are you ready to start delivering smiles that can make someone's every day? Are you ready for benefits and flexible shifts? Immediate hourly roles are available at Amazon.com apply. That's Amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Amazon is now hiring near you for the holiday season, and they're looking for team members who know that delivering important packages really matters. From boxing it up to sending it on its way, every package Amazon delivers matters to someone. Are you ready to start delivering smiles that can make someone's every day? Are you ready for benefits and flexible shifts? Immediate hourly roles are available at Amazon.com apply. That's Amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.